Hello and welcome to the Xbox World Strongcast. It's the 10th of February 2012 and with me today I'm uh, Xbox World Editor Andy Hartup and I'm joined by Matthew Castle. Hello. And Andrew Kelly. Hello. Uh, I know quite a lot of you tune in expecting to hear Mike Gapper. Um, <laughs> Mike is currently in LA firing guns. He's drinking in LA at whatever age he is. Yeah. 28. <laughs> is that a song reference? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, Mike Mike is uh, Mike is in in LA seeing a uh, a super secret game. Uh and it's probably at a firing range because that's what that's part of his itinerary. And there's a chance I, I fear <laughs> for the population of LA. There's a chance he's he's, he's uh, burst out of the firing ranges now running down sunset yeah. With, yeah. Two, with two shotguns. Next week people will be saying, "Do you do you remember LA? Whatever happened to that place?" <laughs> I swear there used to be a place called LA around here. So um keep your eyes on the news for for <laughs> updates on Mike's antics and for now uh, we're just going to uh, we're going to do a regular strong cast and the big topic for discussion today is uh, games, game shops and the way we buy games because the last few weeks uh, the retailer game has announced it's in a bit of bother um, it has uh, it's got a debt of around 80 million pounds <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy, that's a lot of that's a lot of debt. I mean, I get nervous if I owe someone a tenner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so eighty million pounds—that's a lot of debt. That's a whole lot of that, scratch. That, that makes my uh, that makes my overdraft look decidedly uh, sexy. Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> it, it also says that um, it's expecting to report a loss of eighteen million pounds for for the year, which isn't good. Obviously, no. if I again, if I lost eighteen million pounds in a year, people would probably ask why that had happened. Yeah, I'd, I'd be. That'd hit me hard for about a week, and then yeah, mm. yeah. Then you get I, paid. Then you get paid. Yeah, and then it'd all be fine. <laughs> if I lost eighteen million pounds in a year, I'd have minus eighteen million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that would, <laughs> it's like that. It's like that Brewster's Millions film, isn't it? Yeah. Where he has to lo- how much? How much money a does million, he have to lose? Isn't it? No. Oh no, it has to be more millions. It. But he's not allowed to just give it away, right? No, he has to. Just like spend blow, it on, blow, like, on stuff like it's quite a stupid film. This is quite a hateful yeah. film, in, you know, in the context, premise. in the context yeah. of like modern day it's, society. It's the ultimate eighties film, isn't it? It's like you got all this money and you've got to spend it yeah. all. Because they loved money in the eighties, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, everyone worked on Wall Street. Like everyone, they yeah. loved, they everyone loved in America money. worked on Wall Street yeah. in the eighties. I'm putting, I'm putting it out there that Brewster's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, game shops. Yeah, um, game shops are. Not, I don't want to say dying because uh, that's you know a little bit fatalist. They're not. They're not <clears> in great health. They're not in great health. They're uh, the the they're on the IV. Mm. They're on the trip. Yeah, um, and they look a bit peaky. Yeah, and it's it's fifty fifty. The, the doctor's looking at the game shop's mother gravely and going, <laughs> "I'm afraid it's uh, it's not looking good for." <laughs> is this is this laboured enough? This analogy, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Well, um, well, you know, here, let's do a, a straw poll, whatever the hell you, that is. I don't even know what that is. Let's ask everyone, when was the last time you bought a game from a shop? Matt? Uh, I bought a game from a shop before Christmas. I bought my little brother's Christmas present. So, you, yeah. From, from a, from a what, sh- did, what did you buy him? Uh, it was a 3DS game, Mario Kart. Okay. Or was it? Oh, no, I tell a lie. It was Super Mario 3D uh, Land. Yeah. Um, Gifts. Yeah. 
It was a it was a gift, but I do I do yeah. buy my games at shops. Well, yeah, I I I'm lucky enough in this job to occasionally get the odd free game, but sometimes I'm forced forced to buy one, <laughs> and I will always get it when my st- bribe doesn't turn <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll never. I don't like going online because I like to me a part of the pleasure of buying a game. I mean, I buy bought Metal Gear Solid HD Collection uh, the other day. Mm. I still get that joy of getting it unwrapping the self and it sounds like a thing that people say like tedious nostalgia like oh the smell of a new oh, game no, I but I do like uh, physically owning it and getting a nice yeah. crisp manual and the Metal Gear oh, Solid yeah. manual is like really beautiful it's colour and got comic stuff in it but you know it feels like a little event but it is rare that I but I will always get it from a shop because I like the instantaneous go to town on a Saturday morning pick up a game go home and play it you know instead of waiting on an Amazon delivery so I still I use them very infrequently Mm. What about you? When was the last time you bought a game from a shop, Andy? Uh, oh, 1980. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it? Jet Set Willy? <laughs> yeah, Jet, Jet Set Willy. It? No, it was, it was actually um, a, tra- a travelling cart that wheeled up outside his small mining village <laughs> back, back in the yeah. 1800s. It was, yeah, it was cup and ball. <laughs> yeah, it was cup and ball from a snake Isle salesman. <laughs> Oh, seriously, what was it? Uh, the last game I got was uh, Battlefield 3 for yeah. the XE box. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it's grand and it, it had the online pass in it, which is another yeah. another subject of, of debate. And we'll, we'll sort of get on to secondhand game sales and what, what this might mean for them in a bit. And, and yeah, yeah, I mean, I have to admit, last year I didn't, I didn't buy an awful lot of games. Um, yeah. I think I bought Deus Ex as well. And I may have bought Bulletstorm in January. I think the pro- I think sort of part of the problem is is that uh, you know I don't think it's necessary that game stores uh, you know, no longer kind of ref- reflect the, in- the sort of the industry as it is. It's, it's it's more that you've got this general industry sort of withdrawing a bit into itself. It's kind of taking this deep breath. You know, it's all become around. It's now all built around these huge. Um, what is it? Tentpole release? Is it tentpole? No. Something. Yeah, pole. I know what you mean like a yeah tent pole release. Pillar release. Yeah, the kind of big mm. games, you know, and yeah. and the, the cods, the yeah, GTAs, the cods, the yeah. yeah, the GTAs, the ones with the huge hype campaigns. And because of that, you know, the actual need for a shop, the actual need for like a browsing experience, doesn't exist because yeah, we all know right, yeah. what the game experience is. You go, well, these are the fifteen games I'm probably going to buy this year. You know, you haven't. You know, it used to be a time where you'd go into the game shop and there would genuinely be. Um, you know, like, what the hell is this? I've never even heard of this weird yeah, thing. Yeah, I used to buy SNES games by looking at the screenshots in the back. And yeah, exactly. It, you know. And I really, that's the thing. Like, and, we, and we're going back quite a few years, but used to, yeah, you know, play in like the sort of mid to late 90s, used to play a lot of PC games and just going in and genuinely not knowing kind of what was going to be in there. Because you also had the import scene, you know, in some independent yeah. stores where they'd bring these things in mm. and they'd be playing something on the TV and you'd just be like, what the hell's that? And they'd say, oh, it's this in from Japan. And then you'd, you know, go, Dad, can we buy it? And he'd but say, now, no. And, but now there's like uh, two-year advertising campaigns. There's TV spots, website banners. There's mm. you know advertising of every kind on the radio. Everywhere you look, your eyes have been bombarded by screenshots of XX game. Mm. So you know that maybe that is maybe I think gamers are quite consumer savvy. Not just in that they know what they want. They know what they will only buy games that are like ninety scoring across the board. But I think they're quite savvy about price and deals. There's a lot of yeah. great websites dedicated to like savvy gamer and. And there's price aggregator sites. So if someone's buying a new game, they'll always stick it in price runner. Yeah, and go, exactly. Oh, it's yeah. cheapest on it's, Amazon. It's the difference between you know 
well yeah knowing what you want and not knowing what you want because when you know what you want it becomes how cheap can I get it if you yeah. don't know what you want you have to go to a place and look yeah. and that's what the game store is traditionally for but now it's just you know it's just a place where you pick up what you know I, th- you I know? think it's I think that's that's that could be said for pretty much the same the the same for anything that we buy nowadays I mean you think so? with with the exception of with the exception of things like food, which you know you go to one supermarket, yeah, like, you buy all your this, food from this that. yellow bendy yeah. fruit. <laughs> well, no, no, <laughs> I've never well, seen this before. No, I'm just sort of going back to what Andy said about us being savvy. Mm. I mean, would you, for example, just walk into a shop randomly, and maybe I'm asking the wrong man here, buy <laughs> a pair of a pair of shoes? No, well. Without without doing any research beforehand, would you would you go into a shop oh, and, and, drop, mean, and drop right. ninety quid on a pair of shoes and say, "There you go, I'll have those"? No, I probably wouldn't. No, but there or, are. Or would you or would you think, right? I'm going to go online now. I'm going to research these shoes because I need a new pair of shoes. Oh yeah, well they're 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 they they cost that much, and oh look, I can get them here a lot yeah. cheaper off from this online, I don't know, I on, shoe- online retailer. I mean, it, it, it's one example, but. But games are, are a hobby of ours, and you know, if, if we drop fifty quid on a game, we need to know that we're, we're getting the, the best value for it, and mm. we need to know that. Well, if we are dropping a certain amount of money on a game, can we get it any cheaper anywhere else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't think games are any different to to any other sort of anything anything else that can be considered like a hobby that people have got like a special proper specialist know, think, interest in. I think you get things. I think people still do that with film and music. You know, there's still that idea of you going, but I think that's more to do with the volume. Like again, it's the choice, it's the yeah. volume of films. Yeah, I'll, I'll go onto HMV and look at the Blu-ray. You know, <laughs> it's I've, Andy's yeah. weekly Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've got a terrible Blu-ray habit now. Yeah, and uh, when I go into HMV, not knowing what I want, and I look at stuff, and I'll know a lot of the films just you know by mm. being on the internet. But I'll occasionally buy a film just based on maybe it's got like there's a certain actor in it, or it's by a certain director, and you know with, with sometimes I like go into. Uh, Debenhams and look around the kitchen bit and go, oh, that's a nice pot. And just buy it without any mm. pre-planning. So that that, that does exist. Yeah, that's the roller coaster life I live by. Blu-rays and pots. Yeah, yeah. impulse pot I'm, buying. I'm but. glad you said that, Andy, because it leads in quite neatly into an into another aspect of why game and other game shops might not be doing as well, and that's digital distribution. Now, I would argue that if you go online and you see say an Xbox Live Arcade game that's 400 points down from 1200 or something that looks all right you'd say oh yeah I'll give that a punt yeah yeah and you know it's very similar to the way that you know you'd walk into you'd walk into HMV and say oh yeah well I haven't seen that David Lynch film I'll yeah. give it a go because it's 5 quid on Blu-ray yeah. mm. and yeah. I think I think that's that's becoming I think like Xbox Live is becoming that's the place that you go and browse for like a, a low price bargain. Yeah. Like you would, you'd go on iTunes and, hey, this, this, not this gonna new s- album's going to four quid, I'll have that. But will that satisfy your, like, prop, your hunger for like retail size games? No, the no. DLC, I, I, but but I, think, I think if you want a retail size game, mm. you research it yeah. and inevitably oh, you see. buy it right, online no, as opposed yeah. to going to the game shop. Because it's not like, is it 50 quid or whatever? Is a large amount that you don't, you know, you go into uh, the supermarket and you go, we're going to have for dinner tonight. I'm going to take a risk on that, that pizza. I don't, I've, I've never had anchovies <laughs> in the pizza. I'm going to take a risk because it's only three quid. Uh, whereas you don't take a risk on a game because it's 50 quid, which is a massive amount of money. So you mm-hmm. research. So by virtue of that process, the game shop could never exist on impulse buys and people mm. buying stuff mm. randomly. Whereas you know? it used to, like, like yeah. you were saying, you know, yeah. you, 
people were less savvy about games, there was less coverage of them, so mm. you would either buy a magazine like Xbox World and find out what the experts think, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you, you, you go into you a game shop and that, have that though. experience. You should still check what the experts think. Well, yeah, I, th- I think... G in Xbox World. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that option is still available to you, of course, and it's a very fine option. Uh, and and you could you could go in and like Matt was saying see the latest import game from Japan and think that looks batshit crazy but it looks awesome yeah and 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 you'd buy it but you know because you know people know about all the games that are in Game Shop yeah. or most of them um, and I, I think I think maybe the people that don't know about games like the ones who just pick up COD every year well they they just pick up COD every year. Yeah, and, mm. and they get it from from wherever. Well, it's just I, I mean, another part of it as well. Is that I think the game shops are sort of too complicit in the whole kind of like publisher kind of PR cycle. You mm. know, it used to be that they were like indep- well, you know, independently spirited in yeah. you know in, in their staff. But now you go in like you go into to insert big game chain name here, and they say. Um, you know, Rage is the hard-hitting shooter from the creators of Doom. And you're yeah, like, yeah. dude, who talks like that? It no one yeah, talks like that. that you, know? Like a, mm. you know, my experience growing up of buying games was in shops where you'd see handwritten notes on the shelves. And like, yeah, you, know, you get that in Waterstones now. They do yeah, that. yeah. That, that, they've, I like they've, that. They've, they've turned, they've, it's nice that, but they've, they've made a corporate spin on Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And so, but, you know, the, the game branch in Bath... It's new. It's like a couple of months old, and going in there, there's no personality. It's like a big, hot, a big chamber, like a, a, a portal <laughs> test chamber. It's all like gleaming white and depressing and weird, and like the staff. Do you, do you all... mean Portal, the hit game from Valve, yeah. the creators of <laughs> yeah. Half Life Two? Yours for five pounds if you pre-order now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pay an extra and five pounds yeah, and get a strategy these, guide. Yeah. <laughs> there's all these signs everyone. Yeah, they're offering you a strategy guide at the desk. It's like a, a you know, it's like a routine. There's no. The, the the spirit of the game shop, much like the spirit of the independent record shop, is, is mm. that is dead. The independent record shop is pretty. Yeah, much I want dead, someone to sneer. I want someone to be like, oh, I wouldn't yeah. be touching that if I were you. You, you never you get know? like a high fidelity game shop equivalent <laughs> nowadays. You know, it's all too <laughs> corporate and uh, soulless. I think I think the other thing that might be hurting them is, I mean, there's a certain there's a certain image associated with going into a game shop, isn't there? There's a, it's a certain experience and. You know, if you if you worried if you may be worried about your image, it's it's a lot easier to just buy games online because there is still a certain stigma attached to being a geek if I, if you buy games. I, and <clears> if you look at some of, if you look at some of the game shops, perhaps in Bath, yeah, they're like a For cave. Example. They're like a cave. Yeah, they're like a cave full of nerds. Except, so yeah, if yeah. You, if you walk in there. <laughs> You're saying certain things about yourself. Nerd yeah. cave. And, you know, whereas where where a lot of people just go, hey, you know, whatever, I, I love games, it's going to put some people off. And if, yeah. and if there is an alternative, like buying it online, you just say, well, I'll just buy it online. There's always two kids in the game shop entrance wrestling with, with each other with their school bags wrapped around the, their heads. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, you go in and, like, you know... And I, I do admit, like, you know, I'm not... I'm not I don't care about people seeing me getting into game shops per se, but if I'm walking out of a game shop with my bag in it and like you know, a pretty girl walks past, I feel like a bit of a doofus and I'll sort of slip it in my bag and w- hurry away, you know. As even... you shout after them going, I'm holding it for my dad! Yeah. Yeah. It's not for me. You know, I, it's, it's only a, a very minor social thing, but I do get that twinge of like, She's got. She thinks that I'm a massive man, baby. <laughs> and I, I you know, well, look at him going. You know, she she does. She doesn't even see me or care. But it's like a mental thing where going. You know, so there is that. You know, if I have that little bit, you know, I can imagine some people are against the whole 
game's short process because you know it'll ruin their uh, their street cred. Yeah. I, t- I tell you, the one there is one little thrill of going into game stores, which is seeing uh, seeing uh, some massively misguided fool come in and try and trade in like a really old game, and you know it's got no value, yeah. and they go like, "Oh, how much can I? Uh, how much can I get for this then?" And it's like FIFA two thousand two. Yeah, it's always, and it's always like, FIFA. Like, I can literally give yeah. you five pence yeah. and see their face because they thought they were going to swap it for Call of Duty Modern Warfare yeah, yeah. three. And you're like, "That's not going to happen." And you, you always see like uh, you know when they offer you. It's really annoying that that offering you the, the the guide thing when you buy the game. Like, mm. It's so annoying that. And you, I've seen people go, yeah, yeah, and buying it. You know, it works. Oh, you're, you're an idiot. You haven't even played it yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, me getting to play games early, I like to go. Finished it. Finished it two weeks ago. Is, mate. Do you say that? <laughs> yeah. Do you think I took a little throw when, when when you're in a game <laughs> store? Do you get that little kind of like spark of knowing that you're kind of a big deal? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that, but I do, do like do to you go, go and hoping you'll get recognised. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I don't go like finished it. Like I'm the I'm daddy cool. I go, yeah. oh no, I, I finished. I just you know I go. I finished it and he's oh wicked you usually you, have a little chat about it you know I like having that little <laughs> do, do you know what the other perverse thrill of being in a game shop is when you it's similar to that I don't know there where, are many <laughs> not perverted perverse yeah it's where it's where you um, you see someone picking up a copy of a game you know is really shit yeah yeah and like having a look at it going ooh yeah getting sort yeah. of sucked in by the box and you're thinking <laughs> yeah I gave that game 5 out of 10 yeah, yeah. it's really short it's crap yeah. And, and you're looking at paying forty quid yeah. for it, and you thought you could step in and go, "I wouldn't buy that if I were you, mate." But, no. but you don't want to be that guy. And, and to be honest, it's more fun to just let yeah. him make his own they mistakes. Sort of, they pick up a copy of like the Cursed Crusade, and they're like, "Oh, this looks just like Assassin's Creed." Yeah. They say to their mate, yeah. and you go, it says "Yeah, that definitely. on the box." Yeah, mm. then, just like Assassin's those Creed. Are the, those are the people from still... the T boy from the T boy <laughs> who made Assassin's Creed <laughs> tea. Yeah. Those are still the people that we were saying, you know, exist in small numbers. People that buy games blind. I mean, they're obviously still there, but yeah, in mm. very limited numbers increasingly. Yeah, I have to go somewhere else to get my kicks now. <laughs> Hang around in HMV. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't HMV say that they? I mean, they're also having problems, and you know, and 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 all the branches I've been in, the game section has been shoved downstairs and replaced with a an array of overpriced fashion headphones. So they're trying to, you know, because tech obviously makes more money from it, especially when people, idiots, are buying Beats headphones for 400 quid. (laughs) But yeah, the the gaming section is downstairs (laughs) now, but they they came out and said that, I'm I'm utterly paraphrasing here, I couldn't paraphrase more, but it was something (laughs) along the lines of, if it wasn't for games, we'd still be doing well. So apparently they're blaming (laughs) games for, you know, what what about music? You know, the, the the top 10 singles charts this week, isn't even a top ten. There's three singles in it because no one was buying. No one buys. What are the other seven things? <laughs> what, this no, is it's empty. Noise. It's empty. There's only three songs in the. In the no, well, the, in by the definition, there's got to be something that's the fourth best-selling that's song. Right. I'd have to call absolute rubbish on that because what what gets pirated the most? Music, films, and then games. Yeah. So oh, I, I wonder what I wonder is, what's uh, hitting HMV hardest. Is, is it the music and films, or, or is it yeah. the games? Is I it suspect the, it's the. I suspect it's the music. Is and it the films. fact that certain people haven't paid for music for as long as they can remember? <laughs> Which is why there's only ever three songs in the top ten. <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. It's weird, isn't it? So, um, so yeah, that's that's um, that's basically it's, it's hurting specialist game shops, uh, which in turn is going to hurt secondhand games. Yeah. Because Good. one thing, one thing, that, ooh, one thing <laughs> that specialist game shops do do better than anyone else is 
buy games off people for insulting amounts of money the and then charge three quid less than a new game. What do we think about the potential effect on secondhand games? Matthew Castle. Uh, well, I... I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of this, the the secondhand game scene. Uh, I know it's controversial because it probably you know it's. It, no, it's good that we've got an alternate voice. Well, no, no, no. I know that it financially makes sense, but I th- I think that I think the secondhand games, the pre-owned fad, is um, is the reason the games industry is the way it is at the moment. I'm not talking about like the finance. I'm not. I don't care that the publishers aren't making as much money as they used to make. I think it's just created this this sort of culture of complete throwaway gaming no one invests in anything they have anymore no one cares about what they purchase you know what they're buying is just a down payment on their next game which is a down payment on their next game and their next game and that's why everything's grown so narrow because you know for them to you know in turn for the companies to make the big money off the pre-owned games they have to offer deals for the biggest pre-owned games you know you only get x amount for the hottest game so you buy the hottest game as a down payment on the next hottest game the next hottest game you would you don't buy shadows of the damned because you go well that's not going to be worth anything in pre-owned yeah, yeah. you know it's just everyone's game collection looks exactly the same in that it doesn't exist anymore people yeah. don't have game collections they just sell them for like credit on the next thing that they're going to sell in a week that's, I a, just, good, that's a good point and I, I it's also created online passes as well isn't it of course. and it's that mm. hunger like everyone pushed it you know you go into game and it's got more old stock than it has new stock and you go into H&V and the reason these shops are failing is you go in and everything's manky and second hand you know it's like chewed boxes and coffee rings on the the image which doesn't make any sense it's plastic wrapped you know (laughs) but they still get on there yeah and there's like blood in the box and things and you're like what there's always um, it's always funny if you look at the top shelf they put this the more desirable Stuff. Yeah, and there's like there's always so many stacks of Call of Duty, the latest <laughs> Call of Duty and FIFA, that, yeah. and SmackDown games, but just piles of them. Like you know, you can make a throne out of them. And then you go down, you look on the bottom shelf, and it's SmackDown versus Raw 2005, and there's human hair stuck in the hinge. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, like, just, it's all this. All this well, <laughs> guess what I'm not buying? Yeah. Well, you, it, back in the day, which is probably about 15 years ago or whatever now, um, I used to I couldn't afford games for my PlayStation One. And neither could any of my mates, but we all went to the independent game shop, and you swapped for uh, there was tier three tiers, one, two, and three, and newer games were like one. Mm. So you go, oh, I'm going to swap a number one for that, and it was like a fiver. So you paid him a fiver, you swapped a game for a pre-owned game, right? Mm. And there was a sort of beauty to that. Well, in, in Glasgow, while this was happening, there was this endless cycle of all the gamers in Glasgow mm. cycling through games with each other, and that was like I think that was pre an example of pre-owned being a good thing because mm. it was never stacks of games that nobody wanted. But now, like you said, it's uh, 500 copies of Smackdown uh, 2006 covered in blood and sick because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and, and they're just going to get shoveled into a landfill all this plastic just stinking up the earth that will never go anywhere no one's going to buy it it's worth less than you know to throw it away would cost you less than to have it in a shop I thought you were going to argue in favour of pre-owned, but it sounds like you matched. No, I, no, no, no. The thing is that I, I, I do understand with pre-owned. You know, it's very sort of snobbish and selfish to go. Ooh, you're only allowed to buy full price games because games are, you know, they're freaking expensive. Yeah. You know, and there are loads of cool ones you want. So I can perfectly understand, but I do think it's all sort of fed into its own, sort of eating yeah. itself. You know, it, it's yeah. sort of ever decreasing circles. I, and, I'm all for people getting a new game, but pre-owned prices used to be a genuine. Mm. Saving, you'd go and save a ten or a new game. Now it's like three or four quid. It's the, That's the, the thing. The the value of it is messed it up. Someone's asking to buy back the thing you're buying from them at the point of sale. You go into insert big game name store here, and so they I can say, name them. We're independent. 
You were allowed to say it. You uh, going... Just, just carry on. Yeah. So if you go in, like you buy Modern Warfare three, and they're like, oh, if you can get this back to us by Monday, you know, we'll give you thirty five quid. Yeah. And you're like, that's it. not how this works. <laughs> yeah. You know. And it always says that signer, you get a game that's not out yet for a fiver when you trade in a game that came out a week ago. Yeah. It's like totally sinister. This weird cycle. It is. Of, it uh, is strange. Yeah. Just no one has anything. Do you remember when people used to have things? Yeah, I loved things <laughs> when I was uh, when I was younger. I used to the way I got my games was I used to go to um, used to go to Morley Market. Reference for anyone from Yorkshire there. Um, <laughs> and there was this there was this uh, woman in the market who rented out games, and hmm. it was a fiver a week for the Mega Drive because I had a Mega Drive, fiver a week, and you, you borrowed a game hmm. for a fiver, and then if you wanted to buy it. Not five pounds off the price, uh, and so there were some games that I, I went and rented and tried out. Thought no, I didn't want them. Other ones I rented them out for like three weeks, mm. and she said, "Oh, well, you know, it's going to cost you twenty five quid to buy it." So eventually, I did. Mm. Yeah. So it was almost it was almost like putting down a you know buying a game for mm. five pounds a week, which was quite yeah. handy for, for a, a young so, man with with little money. money. It seems so. Talking about the stuff we're talking about it seems so quaint. Like when you were mm. saying that, we should have had the Harvest theme playing. Like it seems, it's as old as the kid on the cobblestones. You know, it feels it's such a. It's <laughs> not felt, that long ago. Like that that so, yeah. yeah. Except yeah. Uh, that advert, which was supposed to be set in Yorkshire, is actually filmed in uh, space. Dorset. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Moon space, space moon base. It's filmed filmed in Dorset. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sorry sorry to trample over another one of your childhood <laughs> memories there. That's my illusion shattered. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, so second-hand games, possibly to blame for, for everything, including Nazism. No, I just think <laughs> people just yeah. chase the cheap buck, don't they? It's what got, it's what got everything into... Everything is, is, is sort of shit at the moment because of chasing the cheap buck. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree. Money ruins everything once again. Oh, I, thanks, I, money. Yeah, money. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one, scratch. So, um, <laughs> so with with that, we'll uh, we'll draw a line under this. Um, draw a line under talking about the uh, the potential death of game stores on the high streets. Um, we promise we'll talk about something slightly cheerier next time, and um, we will uh, discuss what we've been playing. And we've got a few of your reader questions. Okay, so what have we been playing? Uh, we'll kick off with Andy, because you've probably been playing all sorts. What have we been playing? I've been playing Metal Gear HD Collection. Sweet. What what particular aspect of the Metal Gear HD well, Collection? I've been, I spent a while, like, whenever I'm presented with choice, I can never settle on anything, so I've played them all for about five hours each, but Snake Eater has got me in its reticulated python-esque uh, esque grip hey. uh, it's, and it's hammered home the fact that it's, prob- <laughs> it's probably my favourite game ever Snake Eater and obviously it's just this, its first outing on Xbox so a lot of new people are going to get to experience it and it does feel like it stands up beside any modern game not just in terms of the game itself but visually the HD is amazing it's, it, the jungle is absolutely incredible and packed full of detail but every, every the, Every part of the game, there's some little quirk or some little bit of detail to catch you off guard, like something Kojima's put in, even if, you know, just a little, for, for comedy, like a little bit of slapstick comedy or like a codec conversation about something really specific. And I find myself, whenever I do anything, 
calling up everyone in my codec. <laughs> so whenever I pick, you know, kill a certain animal, they'll have something to say about it. Or if I'm looking at a certain thing or I'm wearing a certain camouflage, there's so much dialogue in it, and that, and you know, it just feels really. You just get really drawn into it, and the jungle sounds for mm-hmm. for a good headphones sound really immersive. It's just a hell of a game. Dialogue never a problem in a Metal Gear game. Yeah, never. yeah. But and if it, you want dialogue, get a Metal Gear game. Yeah. You're sorted. But you know, I'm I'm actually there's not that much forced dialogue in Snake Eater compared to other games. I'm I'm actually what I actually want it. I'm the one calling these people up to, you know, now that he's <laughs> taken he, he took the dialogue out, he lessened <laughs> it. I want give me more dialogue. <laughs> yeah. But you know, Metal Gear Two is not aged as well. It's still a great game, really good pacing and story and stuff, but there's tons of dialogue that you're forced to listen to. Mm. Especially at the end. Oh, yeah. man alive. And, you know, and Peace Walker is one of the best Metal Gear games of all time, best games of all time, now playable uh, with two analog sticks and not on a stupid PSP. Nice. Well worth 35, 35 quid whether you've played them all to death or not. Whether you buy it in a game shop or not. Yeah. Uh, Matt? Uh, I've I've been dipping back into Kingdoms of Amala. Dipping uh, back in, yeah, going beyond, back for more. Yeah, I've going back for more now that I've sort of beyond the review stage. Just uh, playing it for my pleasure. Uh, when I say pleasure. Uh, it's got a strange. <laughs> the strangest thing is why I'm, you know we're on kind of crazy magazine deadline at the moment, so I'm very very busy. And it's actually it's it it really has kind of got a great dip in and out sort of vibe to it in a way that Skyrim doesn't have in a way that many games don't have actually mm. you know it's not because it's not levels it's just this big world you just literally pop in for like half an hour do a little quest here a little quest there get some loot pick up some shiny stuff listen to some terrible ballads you can't <laughs> do anything for less than an hour in skyrim can you, you no that's the thing i go it's, but that's like the, the minimum, like, minimum fact, amount of time i'm actually too scared to put skyrim back in my 360 now because i you know when i what well, not I'm not too scared to actually physically put it in. <laughs> but I put it in um, like about a week, week and a half ago to play it again. And I was literally just sort of standing there and I loaded it up and I was standing in the middle of a field. There was just nothing around me. And I was looking through all the missions thinking, I don't know what any of this is. I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I holding, you know, a glowing rock? You know, where, where, where are my clothes? And, you know, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's too, too, too much. I don't think me and Skyrim are destined to get on. Uh, oh dear! But I think Am- Amala, um, while very shallow and totally deserving of the seven point eight, I've uh, given it in this month's P- uh, Xbox World Review. Uh, so uh, do check that out. Um, it is a, uh, it is a, um, it's 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 got like a hypnotic sort of factor to it. It's one of those. It's one of those great seven games. The kind of seven. This kind of seven out of ten games you used to buy in the old days when there were loads of them in game stores. Where you just pick it up and it would just suit you just right. It's one nice. of those. Good. Uh, I have been playing uh, two games, Syndicate, which I can't talk about because this podcast's out before the review embargo. I shall shelve my thoughts on that for later. Um, <laughs> and The Darkness, which is out. Uh, I think now, it's, I think it's out today. Yeah, yeah. The day you listen to this podcast. Uh, Darkness, good. Yeah, really good, actually. Uh, played the first Darkness and it was. You know, it was a certain sort of game. It was like a game with a story and you know, it was quite quite an emotional game and, you know, you, you played it through for the characters and what was happening to them. Darkness 2 is more of a pure shooter mm. and it's more about killing people in horrific ways. But that doesn't mean to say it, it doesn't have um, a few of the original games smarts. It's made by a different developer. It's made by uh, Digital, Digital Extremes, Extremes as well, whereas the first game was made by Starbreeze. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, it's, it's a different game. It's got a lot of the same themes. It sticks to the comics um, and a lot, lot of the repeated, uh, repeated plot stuff. But it's a better shooter. So I mean, I don't, I don't think you can lose with it. And you can pull and someone's head out of their own. Bum. And you can pull someone's head and their spinal column out of their own bum. Sweet. <laughs> no other game can say that, as, no. as far as I know. If another game can say that, write in and tell us what it is, and we may send you something. <laughs> a vague, spine that we pulled vague, out of someone's bum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that that really briefly is what we've been playing. Um, we will. Go move on to your reader questions. Um, There's some good questions. Jason Toon asks, if you could combine any two game genres, what would they be? Now, mm. he qualifies that by saying, I don't mean in a sense of FPS with RPG, because that's been done lol, but a oh, game yeah. like Sims Splice with Saints Row, for example. Right. So... What? Well, he basically wants to terrorise the Sims, is that he right? He does, yeah. He wants, he just to, wants, to, wants to, to hit the Sims and the with a cop to shoot them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a I, psycho. I can, I can understand that. That guy sounds psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying it now. Oh, there's not going to be any love for you on the Facebook group, Matt. Oh, I think it was the right call. <laughs> what about a driving, a driving stealth game, right? You, uh, <laughs> you... This sounds like the worst idea in the world, but carry <laughs> on. You have to get around the Nürburgring. Or just a, a racing track, but there's loads of cars coming in the other direction, and you've got to not get seen. What? <laughs> <laughs> not get seen by what? The drivers? Yeah. How would that work? They well, go, well, look, it's a bloke well, driving. Be like a, you know, there'll be like a little uh, rocky outcropping, and you just park behind it that, while the other cars drive past. You're, you're that used like... to happen. That happens on Project Gotham Racing because if if you're online, you start driving the wrong way, your car turns into a ghost. Oh really? So you could you could drive the opposite way around the Nurburgring to all your opponents yeah. as a ghost. So, so yeah, what you're, yeah. but so what the, you're actually describing exists. a stealth driving game isn't that just a getaway game? No, isn't that driver? No, no. You, you'd have to. You know, there might be a, uh, some trees hanging over the the course, so you'd go under them, you park under them, That's and wait for the other. Andy, to I don't mean to, I don't mean to be rude, but that is a dreadful <laughs> idea for a game. That sounds like the worst game ever. It's like, yes, you too can know the adrenaline pumping excitement of hiding under branches, <laughs> driving behind rocks. Uh, Parking behind things. All right, all right. <laughs> what about a survival horror cart racer? <laughs> so uh, the courses are like all really, you know, they've got psychological imagery, and like the the uh, the courses change to fool you and mess with your mind, Silent Hill style. Uh, and then you've got to like conserve petrol. Why have you got to conserve petrol? Well, you know, it's like survival, isn't it? Because if you break you down, can, do you die? Yeah, if you break oh. down, you get eaten by ghosts. So you've got to, like, you conserve your ammo on something. Oh, I quite like... You've got to conserve your... I don't know how you... Because, you know, it's the same amount you used to get around the whole course. There'll be some mechanic in there to explain that inconsistency. I, I, yeah, I don't a know real the... mechanic. <laughs> a zombie mechanic. Yeah, a ghost mechanic. I like the idea of, like, a silent hill where you're suddenly driving, then suddenly the wheels are made of, like, meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, or they got mouths on them, and they're going, ow! Every time they drive, you, you, <laughs> yeah. they, they hit the well, you, tarmac. And you, and you knock over a little girl, and you go out, and you panic, and it's like a dead dog. <laughs> Like a, psycho- a psychological, psychological, ra- psychological <laughs> racing game where the, the course, like, you think you're taking a right bend and it turns into a left bend. Well, you just crash. Yeah. These ideas aren't good. <laughs> I'd like to see, I, there's a general, uh, I'd like to see management sim mixed with just about any other genre of game to sort of give you a sort of sense of responsibility for your actions. So the idea, like, you pick any game. You pick um, 
I'm trying to think of something where lots of stuff explodes. Um, Max Payne. Max Payne. So you're like Max Payne. So you play half the levels as Max Payne, and the other half you're like Max Payne's boss, who has to like sort out all the paperwork <laughs> of him like shooting all this stuff up. Oh right. So it's kind of like it's almost to make you think like while well, you're going, oh this is great, I'm having so much fun, but it just makes you a slightly more like responsible citizen. So that every pane of glass you shoot that you get, you you uh, your boss will have to like. Get a glazier and yeah, insurance. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the, the thing. Just to make you th- just to make you think. Wow, you know, mm. I'm I'm inconsiderate. What about what about a game where you play that guy guarding the ventilation shaft? <laughs> so what happens is you you start the game, you wait there for two hours doing nothing. Someone murders you from behind. <laughs> yeah. And then it's game over, and you, you can never ever sim. play the game again. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a game guard on. Sim. There's a PC game where you, you are running an item shop for an RPG. Oh, so right. that is good. Yeah. So you, you know, you you've got to keep the shop stocked and manage it whilst adventurers come in and buy like health potions and stuff. It's really it's a really good game. It's a Japanese game. I can't remember what it's called though. It's called like my item shop or something. My lovely item. Yeah, shop. but I like the idea Paradise. of like, mixing a genre and, and letting you see a type of game from another You're angle. Put, yeah, that'd yeah. be yeah. good. Yeah. What about boxing game and horse sim? Boxing what? horses. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just have to knock out a horse well, in one it's punch. Like a, yeah, it's like you, you're going around like polo on horseback, but you got boxing gloves. Someone on our Facebook. Yeah, someone on the Facebook. Group, <laughs> someone on the Facebook group actually asked if we could knock out a horse with one punch. That was one of the questions that they've, I, they've I got rejected such a, because they have such because of various animal. Yeah, issues, but they have such an inflated opinion of of, uh, of like Mike's superpowers. <laughs> they have this idea of he's this uber uber god who he can would achieve just, anything. He would just uh, he would just um, take the Mickey out of its uh, the fashion of its <laughs> its saddle of its saddle. Yeah, he got yeah. that saddle until into, it was so embarrassed. That, that saddle's doing nothing for your. Uh... <laughs> That saddle's done nothing for you, man. Well, what a, what <laughs> you a, want to get a Japanese what one? What a horse! You'd, you'd call it horse burn. <laughs> Look, you do realise some, somewhere Mike is holding a gun now. <laughs> just, just keep that in mind. He won't you, when he's listening to this podcast, ribbing. though. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm scared. I'm scared of Daddy day- coming home. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call him in the office. No, we don't. No, no, no we, we don't. don't. <laughs> um. David Eaves asks, is there any particular game or game series you'd like to see left alone? By that I mean no more sequels or prequels. He says, I'd hate to see a new Red Dead Redemption. They left it on such a strong note, I feel. I'd, I'd agree with that. I think Red Dead, mm. a sequel would be it. I, think, I, think, I don't know how you could improve on Red Dead. You'd just be adding stuff for the sake of it. It's done yeah. that Wild West thing so well. Yeah. It just yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Leave Red Dead as a one-off special little moment in Rockstar's catalog. Mm. Yeah. No, it's good that is, that is good. I would I would have I would have argued uh controversially perhaps that they um that they should leave uh, leave Batman alone. Mm. Uh, I yeah, thought I yeah. thought I thought Arkham City was going in was going in the wrong direction. Uh you know, the need for bigger, 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 yeah, bigger. Really didn't, that game was yeah. what that game got right was that it was paced and sized perfectly. Yeah. Uh, any any attempts to make it bigger, bigger, bigger is only going to end in disaster. Yeah. If they make another one that goes back to that super detailed, directed, small mm. environment. Oh, I'd like, be up for yeah, that, but yeah, I think if they're just going to keep making it bigger, because <laughs> you know that first moment in Arkham City where you step out and there's like there's people on the street talking, there's missions flashing yeah, yeah, up, yeah. there's like a million things to do. It's like. That's not what, why the first game was good, is it? Nah, that's the thing. I, that, I guess that's the problem. It's, it's more like, I'm not averse to a lot of sequels being made, but the kind of sequels that 
publishers demand these days, where it's mm. just more, 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 more. Yeah, I, I don't really want that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think there's there's quite a few games that they should have left alone. They should have left Red Faction Guerrilla alone. Oh yeah, they should have, should have just left left Red Faction yeah. at Guerrilla and said, no no no, we're not going to do it again. Yeah. I would have advocated leaving the Darkness alone as well. I thought that was a sort of yeah a lovely sort of character piece and it, mm. it ended quite neatly. Yeah, but the Darkness Two is very good. But it took it in a very different direction. They right? did take it in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. that's the um, secret. Any games that they should really leave alone. FIFA. Not really. They <laughs> no more FIFA. It's football. Football is football is football. Look, looking at uh, looking at Star Wars Connect the other day, oh, I wish they'd just leave Star Wars yeah. alone. Just leave it alone. I wish they'd leave Connect alone. Stop, <laughs> stop destroying that franchise. Yeah. I mean, I thought the dancing stormtroopers looked the, great. The da- dancing C three PO yeah. in Jabba's palace. It, yeah. It's just, it's so far removed. People, from what from what from what Star Wars yeah. is, it's just it doesn't make any sense anymore. People have been trying to pull George Lucas off of Star Wars uh, <laughs> for so long. I don't think he's, he's still there uh, with it bent over a desk. Yeah. I'd like to imagine it's, this. It's, <laughs> it's the equivalent of in ten years' time us sitting down to talk about Bioshock Kart Racer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just yeah. it's just so far from what it should be. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, for the final question from Cameron John Harris says, I need to know, games to play with girls, all in caps, <laughs> this will benefit all teen readers. Games to play with girls. Well, how well, will just, that... well just, just any game that's good because, you know, girls, uh, girls who like games like the same games what guys do. Yeah, girls aren't aliens. Yeah. yeah just, you know... Any game that's good. And, and preferably, you know, if, if you're going to be... You need to be slightly tactful, so not, not a game I don't th- that's enormously sexist. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Saints Row 3 isn't, yeah, isn't yeah. going to impress the ladies. No. You're like, yeah. get this, I just killed a load of prostitutes. Yeah. Winks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. I could kill you later if you yeah. like. See what I'm doing to these prostitutes? It's not fly. Well, you know, read into that what you want. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think the hardest, the hardest thing is not uh, going to be what game they'll like, but to get a girl to play a game with you. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, occasionally like unless you're really good friends. This thing, occasionally you hear stories of like people saying like they um, uh, played like through the entirety of like Dragon Quest Eight or something with their girlfriend, like literally yeah. two hundred hours, and they just both got so like wrapped up in it. And their girlfriend doesn't like games; they just watch them play it. Yeah, but they got so sort of connected with the place that they refused to play them. And you think, oh, that's quite nice. You know, yeah. I can imagine something like that being quite nice, but. Um, you know. uh, anything with murder in it, maybe not. But, yeah, maybe. but it, it depends on the girl, really. I mean, she might be messed up. Well, <laughs> you know, girl, girls, funnily enough, do like games. Yeah. There are there are a lot of girls who like games. So if you sat her down in front of a cutesy RPG and said, "Oh, don't you like this?" You might just get told, "Well, I'd rather play Call of Duty, thanks, mate." Yeah. Mm. Um, so I mean, it, it it's a bit of a cop out. Multiplayer, but it on the maybe. Girl. It's good. If, if you want to, if you want to be super stereotyped, you'd say. I'll sit down and play L.A. Noire with them because it's got a nice, involving story. This yeah. is some, this, this like watching a, an episode yeah. of The Wire or something like that. Yeah, it's like watching telly. Yeah. God knows girls love watching telly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there, there's, no, there's no easy answer to it, yeah. but, but I, I'd recommend not treating girls like aliens and like someone who's going to yeah. come in and, and completely laugh at you if you decide to put on Sonic the Hedgehog instead of yeah. Call of Duty. It's so, so, so an odd question, but hopefully... <laughs> hopefully uh, yeah. Good luck with that, Cameron John Harris. 
and uh, Godspeed, on... <laughs> Cameron John Harris. On that <laughs> optimistic note of uh, hopefulness and happiness, let us uh, know how it works out. Yeah, do let us know. <laughs> do let us know how it works out on our Facebook page. Uh, on our Twitter at yeah. Xbox World Mag. All the weeks later, oh, I, I, I put on Manhunt. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't work out. <laughs> Give us all the deets. Yeah. Uh, just, just so you know, issue is in shops now. Uh, Ghost Recon cover. It's, uh, it's awesome. We made it so. Amen and, to that. Yep. So go out there, pick it up. Uh, if, if for no other reason to, than to keep us making podcasts and to keep Mike in bullets, we will. Uh, we'll be back again in two weeks. Until then. See you later. Bye. Bye.